welcome to Women With Books. I'm your host, author Lindsay Emery. Whew. It's the middle of December 2018 that I am releasing this episode. And hey, how's it going? Happy holidays. I can't believe we are in the middle of another holiday season. I, in case you didn't know, I like to plan I like to plan ahead, I like to have lists, and I like to check them off twice. (laughs) I'm still trying frantically to get all my shopping and planning done. I'm almost there. I have like one or two more gifts to get, and then I am done. But, you know, the problem with that is... You're never really done, are you? Because the kids come in and they need a present for coach or for a secret Santa or for an ex- exchange or then the bus driver is coming through and you forgot you need to give them cookies. <sighs> yeah, it's just always something. But um, I'm trying to keep my head on straight and also give you guys this fun episode. I did this last year. I had some guests on to talk about their best of. So we, uh, I had Terry Wilson on this year to talk about what we considered our best of 2018 list and what we're looking forward to reading in 2019. And like I explained in the episode, this, these are really hard for me. Like I've got to come up with criteria because, you know, every book that I enjoy is a best book, really, because it entertained me for a few hours. It made me think. It made me laugh. It made me swoon. And so narrowing it down to something that I can present in a podcast is really hard. So my criteria this year was kind of looking and seeing um, which books did I recommend this most to people this year. And that could be people in real life, people on the podcast, um, editors, agents, whatever. (laughs) Um, Just things that either I couldn't stop thinking about or I thought other people would really like. Um, Again, that's really difficult because, y'all, I read some amazing books this year, but then I just didn't recommend them to people for different reasons. You know, like I say on the podcast, I recommended one book a lot because I thought it would be a really good vacation read for a lot of people and, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, I still, I'm I'm feeling a little guilt about this. I don't know. 2019, one of my goals, I'm trying to figure out everything right now, is to figure out how to get more recommendations to you guys. So if you like the list that Terry and I come up with in this episode, and I think you will because we talk a lot about our books, of course, but also other people's books. If you like that list and want to have it delivered straight to your inbox, um, I'm going to be putting more of the recommended book lists I'm going to try and do all of them, let's be honest. Um, Go ahead and sign up for my newsletter. It has a lot of great content. I always put links to all the episodes. I put extra Q&A that I do with the guests. And I um, am going to put all the book recommendations in there. I finally figured out a good way to do it. So I can just send them straight to your inbox. You can click one click and then, you know, be on your way with a really good book in your hand. (sighs) So... If you are driving someplace, please keep your eyes on the road, but enjoy this episode. If you are at home wrapping gifts, have a wonderful cup of hot chocolate and enjoy this episode of Best of 2018 and what we're looking forward to in 2019 with one of my favorite authors, Terry Wilson. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Welcome to Women With Books. I am so excited to have Terry Wilson on today. Welcome, Terry. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Of course. I have to say that once again, you are my most glamorous guest. (laughs) (laughs) Because when you were on the podcast earlier this year, we had to reschedule because I got a message from you going, oh, I can't do it this week because I'm on set with my movie. (laughs) And then this week we were talking, you're like, I have so much press to do about my movie because you have another movie coming out. And again, we were just talking and you're like, I was just on NBC. And so do you want to tell us what movie you have coming out? (laughs) Okay, well, first of all, I hope I don't sound like that when I say this. You don't. <laughs> because if I do, that's really horrifying. Oh my gosh, my husband hates when I do voices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just you can join that club. I was just teasing. Super mortifying. <laughs> Although, no. I was talking to my agent on the phone earlier this week, and um, she asked, I think she was asking me if I was ready for Christmas. And I have a manuscript due next Monday. And of course, I have the movie going on, which we will talk about in a normal voice. And I said, I'm so embarrassed now. I said, I'm not ready for Christmas at all. I haven't done anything. I'm going to do all my shopping next week after I get my manuscript turned in. And I said, and this week, I've had a lot going on because of the Hallmark movie. And I finished talking and she said, oh, I'm sorry, just for a second there, you sounded like Prince Humperdinck in The Princess Bride. <laughs> and he's like, I've got my wedding to plan. I've got my fiance to murder. And I'm just like, well, I said, I do have a lot going on right now. And she said, well, so did he. <laughs> Oh my gosh, see, we're speaking truth to you. It's like, keep me humble, people. I know, we talk to you and you're like, I've got three books and a movie, I can't this week. (laughs) That's exactly how I said it. So, um, I do have a movie premiering this weekend (laughs) on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. Yay! Yay! Oh, it looks so Um, cute. Oh, thank you. It's it's based on my book, Sleigh Bell Sweethearts, but um, the movie has a different title. It's called Northern Lights of Christmas, but it's the same exact story. Why did they change the title? Um, You and my mom have, you know, (laughs) really strong opinions about that. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't, honestly, I don't know. When I was on set, they were still calling it Slaybell Sweethearts because that's what all the stuff said, like all the production schedules. But uh, Hallmark, you know, they know their audience really well. And so I guess for whatever reason, they just thought Northern Lights of Christmas would be a better title. You know, it's set in Alaska and it does have a lot of beautiful sweeping views of the Northern Lights. And so maybe they wanted to make sure that people knew that that's what they would get when they tuned in because I am you know. not second guessing Hallmark it's just that I was prepping for this episode and I kept writing Sleigh Bell Sweethearts right into things and then I couldn't find it on it's just it's just those of us who know you and your book <laughs> we're the ones getting confused but I the know. rest of the yeah. Hallmark world doesn't doesn't care they can handle it sorry I think, it'll, I think it will be fine um, I mean obviously it would have been great if it had the same title but I was not upset by it at all so um, yeah it's going to be really fun the premise of the story is that the heroine Zoe Hathaway is an airline pilot and she's trying to save up her money to buy her own charter airplane um, but a few weeks before Christmas she unexpectedly finds out that she has inherited a reindeer farm in Alaska 
Ooh. And uh, it comes with a surly brooding ranch hand, darn the luck. Um, and he's of course also charming. Um, but there's one reindeer in particular on the farm named Palmer that keeps escaping and causing havoc all over town. And uh, that's, that's kind of the premise of the movie. It's a really fun story. And Palmer the reindeer is my second most popular character I've ever written behind Mr. Darcy from Unleashing Mr. Darcy. My readers loved him so much so that I put him in two of my subsequent books, just like his, he had a little cameo. Oh. Always doing something, you know, naughty because he's Palmer. But Palmer. Yeah. Palmer the reindeer. I cannot wait to see this movie. It'll be really cute. I'm actually kind of annoyed because we have my husband's um, work party this Saturday. And I'm going to be like, why oh. can't I stay at home and watch my friend's Hallmark movie. <laughs> well, you can record it. And it's, it's also airing a bunch more times, including on Christmas Day. Um, but in my head, I don't... Like right now, I'm just concentrating. It's Saturday night at 8 o'clock Central Time, you know. Yes. So, um, But on all my social media and stuff, I'll definitely be reposting the schedule of all the other times that it's airing as well. Now, did you get to go to the set of this movie, you said? I did. Um, I was on set for two days in late September. And in fact, I was on set for the final two days of filming because I was out of town. My son is an English teacher in Korea. And so my husband and I had gone to Korea to visit Cameron and they started filming while we were there. So um, by the time I got back and got to Canada, it was just right near the end of production. But I was still really excited that I was able to make it for a couple days because I like to be on set. You know, it's really fun. Writing is so solitary and making a movie is the opposite of solitary. Um, so it's a big team effort. So it's always fun to be able to experience that. That's so, like I said, glamorous, glamorous <laughs> life. Korea, and then back to your movie set. And you've got two, wait, are you releasing two books this year too? And this, this month? I have two yes. December releases, yes. Oh, okay, so. It's, it's crazy. I love it. I yeah. love it, though. I mean, you can't really complain about it. Do you want to tell no. us about those real quick? Um, well, just, you know, I write for Harlequin Special Edition, and um, my latest book for them came out on December 1st, and it's called A Daddy by Christmas. It's a marriage of convenience story, which I've never written one of those before, and I really, really wanted to. Um, so I was excited to do that. Uh, and it's great because the heroine is a rockette in New York City, um, but at the opening of the book she's a disgraced rocket because the book opens right after the Thanksgiving Day parade you know the big Macy's parade and the rockets are always in the parade and you know they do that toy soldier number where they all like fall down like dominoes so she messed up the toy soldier routine on live television and caused a big disaster and so she's been demoted and she stills consider considered a rocket but she's not performing they make her wear a reindeer costume and pass out flyers in Times Square <laughs> to get people to come to the show. So that's what she's doing and she's having a terrible Christmas because of this, you know, humiliation. So she wants to adopt a puppy at the animal shelter. She's been visiting this dog and helping take care of it. But when she shows up to adopt it in her reindeer costume with bent antlers, cause she's been outside all day, um, uh, this brooding billionaire is very, he's grieving actually. He's, you know, he's, oh gosh, I love the hero in this book. He's trying to adopt the dog at the same time. So it's the two of them you know having a little war in chapter one over this dog and that's so that's the meat cute but it's very quirky it's a it's 
full of all sorts of quirky holiday goodness, but it also really pulls at your heartstrings um, because he's caring for his uh, niece who has recently lost both of her parents. And so, um, so it's got, you know, all the feels and a lot of really cute, funny moments too. This sounds like another Hallmark movie waiting to be made. We'll see. That would be great. I would love that. Um, Palmer, so, is, she Pal- is she dressed up like Palmer the Reindeer? <laughs> yeah. We're going to put a name tag on her that says Palmer the Reindeer. That would be so, your fans would love it. <laughs> they would love that. That's hilarious. And then your other book that just came out last week uh, is The Accidental Beauty Queen. Yes. So excited Which about this book. Yes. I I'm am sorry. Really you, can go, you can talk about it because you no, read it. No, <laughs> I have read it. I got an ARC. I, I stole it from our signing in Denver uh, last July. And I think it was one of the first books I read once I got back home. And I think I texted you while I was reading it or right after I finished it because it was... I just couldn't get a smile off my face. Like, just thinking about this book makes me smile. And... Um, it is like Miss Congeniality mixed with, oh, Parent, parent Trap. trap. Yes, parent trap. Yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think I, you could probably do a better job of explaining, but oh. it's like, um, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. Let, let me mm-hmm. try. Um, so there's twin sisters and one of them is a beauty queen and the other one is a librarian. And uh, the beauty queen is a pageant queen and she is doing Miss... What's the pageant saying? It's Miss American Treasure because, you know, you can't use a real beauty pageant in a book. And man, when I was trying to come up with a fictitious pageant name, it was the, <laughs> that was the hardest part of writing that book because there are so many pageants out there. Were you Googling and being like, oh, dang it. Yes, <laughs> I was. It. Like every single one. I was like, no. And so I came up with Miss American Treasure and I was telling, I was telling my husband when I was doing all the Googling, I was like. I guess I'm going to have to use that one, even though it sounds more like a Nicolas Cage movie than a pageant. And I was like, oh, that's a good line. I'm going to put that in the book. And I did. So, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, so the librarian sister comes to support her um, pageant queen sister in the pageant. It's in Orlando because the librarian sister basically just wants to go see the world of Harry Potter. And while she's there, the twin, beautiful twin, has an allergic reaction, her face puffs up, and she begs her librarian sister to take her spot in just the preliminaries. Right. So that she can get, and uh, she she can get to the, she's like, I'll be better by the time the finals roll around, just take it through the preliminaries. And hilarity, and love, and laughter, and friendship, and sisterhood, and a very, very cute dog, which has to be one of your calling cards at this point. Yes. (laughs) In soup. So did I get it right? You did. There's also hijinks. All of those things. Plus hijinks. Pageant hijinks. Mm -hmm. And a little romance. Yes. A little romance. Of course. um, But I've actually been recommending, I don't know if I told you this, I've actually been recommending this book to a lot to my friends who have teenage daughters. Oh, yay. um, Who also love your Hallmark Um, movies and love Hallmark movies and I think it's a very good crossover for those moms and daughters who are enjoying Hallmark movies and also want to read this book because I think it's very appropriate for teenagers don't you oh I definitely think so too it is I think it is definitely teen appropriate it's a you know it's sweet um, feel-good story my favorite thing is that people have been saying it's very woman and girl positive 
um, because it could have been so easy, you know, to have Mean Girls in a book that has like tons of female characters because it's set at a pageant. And I very purposefully did not want to do that. Um, so I was I'm really happy that people are noticing it and that they like that part of the book. Honestly, I really appreciated that too. And I, I could see it. I mean, it's it's fair if you're writing about a beauty pageant, if there was some, being some some witchery in there and, you know, some backstabbing or whatever, that could have been done okay. But there really wasn't. And you have the the sister who's, uh, I don't know, the impersonator sister. Charlotte. <laughs> really yeah. does learn that these girls are, you know, not girls, these women are supportive and smart and admirable in all the ways and that they're really just trying to build each other up. And I, I love that part. That's... That's what I'm all about, too. (laughs) Well, I did that on purpose because, um, I mean, I got the idea for the book because I was a judge at a national pageant last year, Um, the Miss United States pageant, which is the pageant that's in the Miss Congeniality movies. It's actually a real live pageant, which I had no idea. I mean, it's the same crown and everything as in the movie. Um, They just don't sing that song, which was a disappointment (laughs) because I wanted to hear that. She's beauty and she's grace. Although the signs all say she's beauty and she's grace. She's Miss United States. Um, And so I was a judge at that pageant. The um, director of the pageant is a big Hallmark fan and reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to be their like celebrity judge. And I said, sure. And so I knew, I knew that I would have to plot a pageant book after that. And I got the idea for Accidental Beauty Queen while I was there. But um, that was my experience because I had to, you know, interview all the contestants in all the different divisions. And so I had, I chatted with 150 women competing in the pageant. And um, they were all so impressive. I mean, that was my big takeaway is how much volunteer work all of those women do and how they're all just really positive. And I didn't see any um, mean girl behavior at all. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted the book to be that way, because I wanted it to be kind of a reflection of my real experience um, being involved in that pageant. Have you gotten, have any of the pageant people read the book or have you given it to them or have you gotten any responses from them about it um not right now I mean I've gotten a lot of people saying oh how exciting you know that kind of thing but I haven't talked to anyone I haven't talked to any pageant people who've actually read it but it's only been out a week and a day so um I'm hoping I'm hoping that I will um I've judged two other pageants since then in the Miss America system because now I'm like all into it I mean I think that it's so much fun um so anytime anyone asks me judge a pageant I'm like yes I'll do it so hopefully hopefully I'll be hearing from them I do have a little collection of beauty queens with their crowns on holding up the book and I need to start put it posting those on social media because those pictures are really fun yeah I remember you doing it um you posted some I think when you judged the last time in October was it yes yes yeah I don't know what else you you don't have anything else to do Terry can you please post some more on social media (laughs) I know that's the thing in fact that was I was telling my agent in that same conversation where she was telling me I was Prince Humperdinck she said um you should repost those pictures I was like I will but you know this week is this week is I'm promoting the movie next week I'll get back on that and I'll post all those pictures. Oh, so gosh. it'll be fun. Well, I thank you so much for taking some time to do this today. And actually sure. the real reason why I had you on was because I like to wrap up 2018 with, um, or the year to talk about what the best books of the year were or your most enjoyable or whatever your criteria are. And I thought Terry is really busy. So of course I want her on. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, I asked you and you said yes, and you have prepared your list. And I, I asked for f- top five, but I really honestly did not think you were going to be able to keep yourself to top five. But now you're saying you have a top five. So if you need to add some more, I understand. I do have a top five, but I okay. have like a couple others I have to mention before I talk about the top five. Okay, yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. So you want me to go ahead and tell you? All right, so yeah. Do you have a list too? Because I'm really curious if we have crossover on our list. That would be fascinating. Yeah, so what I did was, so I, it's so hard to come up with a list. So I, my criteria were, because um, I don't know, who am I to say what a best book was? So mm-hmm. I came up with what did I recommend the most? And again, this is kind of, um, you know, I, I don't really, I didn't keep score. I didn't like do a little hatch mark every time I recommended a book. But I knew there were certain books that kept coming up in conversations with friends, family, readers. And so that was kind of how I, I did my, my list. So, um, um, I can, oh, you're I can like so legit. This is how I did my list. Okay. okay. <laughs> because I put, I put not everything, but almost all the books I read, I put on Goodreads because I had like a goal to read a certain number of books this year. Oh, yeah. So I opened up my Goodreads challenge and I looked at all the book covers and the ones that made me go, oh, that was such a good book. Those were the ones that I wrote down. That is as good, a, that is as good a way of doing it as any. It was good though because it was able, I was able to really see, you know, what I read this year. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, before I get to my top five I have to say that I totally would have put The Royal Runaway by Lindsay Emery on my list (laughs) but I didn't want to look like a huge you know um, kiss upper person so (laughs) I just have to give Royal Runaway a shout out because I blurbed that book you know because I loved it so much you did thank you and I so appreciate it love 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 but I didn't want to be a dork and put it on my list for a record I wouldn't have thought you were a dork (laughs) oh dang (laughs) Then let me boot someone off the list. But anyway, no. I, I did. I loved that book so much. So yay, Thank that you. one. And then another book that I really loved this year was Suddenly Single by Julia London. Oh. Um, but full disclosure, I was the editor on that book. Because so, <laughs> Julia um, self-published that book. And she asked me if I would read it, you know, and edit it for her. So I did. But um, not line edit, just like content editing, that kind of a thing. But anyway, mm-hmm. I didn't want to put a book on the list that I had anything to do with. So <laughs> so it's not an official pick either. But I did want to mention it because that book is so cute. It The hero is Scottish. And the heroine is American, and she never stops talking. It's like the most rambling heroine I've ever read, and it's hilarious. Her monologues crack me up. So I really liked that book. So I just wanted to mention that one, too, even though it's not one of my five. Okay. I totally understand why. You're right. Okay. It's like when you judge the readers, you have to take yourself out of judging the things that you you edited, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And actually, Julia entered that in the readers for next year, and I want her to final so bad because I was like, that would be the best if we, we like won together as editor and author. That would be like my perfect fantasy award win. Oh, that would be. Wouldn't it be great? It'd be so fun. But oh, yeah, we'll see. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll put that out there. Okay. <laughs> All right, you want to go ahead? Okay, my first one on the list, and I know I'm late to the party on this book. It may have actually come out before 2018, but I read it in 2018, so it's on my list, is The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. (gasps) 
Yes. Have you read it? Uh-huh. I yes. love that book. It's it a was game changer. so good. Really, it really, really was. It yeah. was so well done. I mean, workplace romance, um, you know, and they hate each other, obviously, hence the title. But I just loved it. I loved their banter. The heroine's kind of nerdy and collects Smurfs, but wears cute dresses all the time. Love that. Yeah. And I just I just loved it. I loved the dialogue in that book, the whole thing. I just thought yeah. it was great. Yeah, it totally, it totally had earned all of its accolades. For sure. So, and then I also have a book that I just finished reading yesterday, I put on the list, and that is The Christmas Sisters by Sarah Morgan. Oh, I just started that oh. like, last night or something. Oh, did night you? before last. Yeah, I got, and I, I, of course I saved it for bed, and so I was like, oh, I've got to go to sleep, but I think I got a few chapters in, and it was like, so good already. Okay, then I have to be careful with what I'm saying, because okay. there is a moment in that book where I was like, what? And that's when it, I put it on the list, because um, it's just really good. Well, I love Sarah Morgan. Sarah's actually a friend of mine, and I've read her for a really long time. She used to write um, super, you know, glamorous dramatic books for Harlequin Presents and I love Harlequin Presents they're so over the top it's like soap opera over the top but for sometimes I'm just that's what I'm in the mood to read so um, I loved it when she wrote for Harlequin Presents and then she started writing single title romance which I also really liked those books but um, this is the first one of her women's fiction books that I've read and I honestly think that she's even better at writing women's fiction than she is at romance I really mm. think she's hit like her sweet spot with her women's fiction books um, but I really liked this book. I loved the relationship between the sisters. Uh, it's set in Scotland. I loved the setting. But then there's also a surprising moment that really, to me, elevated it to a next level type read. Oh, can't wait. I know. Got to keep reading. <laughs> You're going to have to tell me when you get to it. So Okay. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of romance and women's fiction on my list, by the way, because that's like my favorite thing to read. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's what yeah. almost everything on my list is. Um, I also have on here Hot Asset by Lauren Lane. Um, have you read Lauren? I have before. I have not read this one. And okay. I was, I was kind of holding my breath as you said the title. <laughs> uh, my husband mocked me endlessly when I read her Wall Street. and uh, It's her Wall Street series that she wrote for Montlake. And the first one is called Hot Asset. And the second one is called Huge Deal. And every time I picked up one of those books, my husband was like, oh, my God. I said, hey, they're cute titles. I mean, because all her guys are Wall Street guys. You know, they're stockbrokers and they'll mm -hmm. work for the same firm. But honestly, I would read anything that Lauren Lane wrote, like even her grocery list, because I just like love her to death. <laughs> so, um, and I'm in, I'm, I'm in the middle of reading an arc of her 2019 release, Central Park Pack. Um, and it is going to be really good, but I felt like I couldn't put it on the list because I haven't finished it. So, yeah. but I had to have one of her reads on the list because I love her. And in this one, the hero is a stockbroker, and the heroine is an, the SEC investigator who's investigating <gasps> him. Ooh. Right? Isn't that the perfect combination? I mean, because obviously they start out with a really, you know, with having a really animosity, you know, feelings of animosity between the two of them, but then they both fall for each other, and it's such an impossible situation I just loved it it's right true conflict you know those not aren't jobs you like just walk away from exactly you know, like, exactly nah, I don't have to be your competing chef I mean these are jobs where you're like oh I've, I've got my life 
wrapped up in this right now. Right, and the heroine, her parents are both FBI agents, and she's trying to get like promoted to the FBI. So she, you know, has to really, you know, do a good job. So it was a great book. I loved it. And so then what else do I have on here? Oh, so I have these side by side because even though they're not really totally alike. They're kind of similar. I love the UK. I mean, so a lot of my reads, like The Christmas Sisters takes place in Scotland, and my last two are both in England because that's I loved going there. It's one of my favorite countries to visit. Well, actually, my favorite country to visit is England. I just love it. Um, so I have my Oxford Year by Julia Whelan. Whelan? Whelan? Yeah. Um, have you read that? It's really no, good. No, it's on my it's oh. on my TBR list. I have it. I it's just haven't gotten so to it yet. It's so good. And I think I that um, any, any, all of us Anglophiles here in the United States that love the royals, you know, we always fantasize about what it would be like to go to school in Oxford, and that's what she does. Right. Um, she's a grown adult. who She's working in politics, and then she finds out that she's gotten... Um, a scholarship you know for graduate school at Oxford for a year and she just like totally leaves her life in America and goes there for 12 months oh, and all fancy. sorts of things happen I know and so it was gosh it was so good I just loved it and then next to that I have One Day in December by Josie Silver it also took place in England um, that's the new Reese Witherspoon book club pick for this month yes. but I read it back I read it a couple months ago because they had arcs of it at RWA in the goodie room and I liked the cover it had you know one of the little red mailbox things so I was like oh I'll pick this up and um, to me it was like a cross between that book one day and uh, love actually because it takes place in London there's a nice cast of friends kind of like in love actually but it it takes place like over 13 or 14 years I think you know it's like it, during the Christmas season and it'll skip to the next year and then the next year and the next year and um, it's great I will say because I liked I really liked the book one day I know a lot of people especially in the romance community hated it because um, <laughs> you know the heroine died <laughs> and in the movie you know it was Anne Hathaway I went to see it with a friend who hadn't read the book and she was like oh my god did Anne Hathaway just get hit by a, a truck and I was like yeah that's exactly what just happened <laughs> But spoiler alert, this one has a happy ending. You know, it's not it's not like that at all. But I say it's like one day because it's, you know, skips. It's one time of year, you know, over a long period of time, the same time of year every year. But I love it. It's a really good read. I picked that one up at RWA, too. And then I, mm -hmm. kind of, and then I think I was like, oh, this is a Christmas book, so I'm going to save it. And then I forgot about it. And then Reese Witherspoon put it out as her book club mm -hmm. pick and then some friends were like oh we all got this at rwa and i thought oh i got that at <laughs> so i dug it out again and so i was saving that and the christmas sisters for this month and so i'm like i just looked at the calendar this week and realized oh i'm halfway through december <laughs> Get to read. Yeah. <laughs> hence, me opening up christmas sisters and hopefully i'll get to one day in december as well um and there are so many good days in December, hopefully, to, to read. But I, yes. I'm excited to get that one. It's got such a great cover, too. It just looks happy. and Oh, I know. And, you know, it came out in the U.K. before it came out here. And, I, I mean, even after it came out here, I mean, I think it was doing okay. But it was a huge bestseller 
in the UK. But then Reese picked it here, and of course now it's a big bestseller over here, um, which is great. You know, she I think a lot of people wouldn't have picked it up if she hadn't mm-hmm. recommended it for her December read. And it's a really good book. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Well, that is five. Is that all you're going to do? That's it. That's it. Okay. I had my two, my two preliminaries, and I have my five. Those are my five favorites from this year. That is mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you so much. All right. So I have to say I had more than five because <laughs> one of them is, now I'm the big dork, but seriously, Terry, the accidental, accidental beauty queen has to be on my list because... Um, because I just recommended it to so many people in real life and I was gushing about it and it has put a smile on my face and it's going to be a reread for me eventually (laughs) as I get through all these other books Um, because it's just a beauty of a book. So thank you for writing it and putting it out there. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Okay, now that's my dorkiness. And so Mm. I'm going to actually go back... um, to I guess one of my first ones this year which was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid and I have recommended this to so many people and actually taking a step back all of mine this year have been pretty much like women's fiction ebooks which I think this is the first year that I've done that and I don't know if that's like been a change in my Reading, because I read a bunch of romance books that I really liked this year, but um, I don't know. Maybe just none of them were ones that I was recommending to people as much. So, but Taylor Jenkins Reid wrote this book, and it is like old school. It's like a, an Elizabeth Taylor type main character who had was a star in the 1950s and 60s and she keeps getting married to all these men and it's kind of dual timeline and that it keeps flashing back to the present to a uh, reporter who is doing like a vanity fair type piece on the actress and it's just it's something unlike anything else I've I've read lately Um, just a really good know what the word is i want to say like a broad of a story you know (laughs) (laughs) i've read it i've read it okay okay um taylor jenkins reed is an auto buy for me i always read her books i really like i mean my favorite one of hers is maybe in another life that's my favorite book of hers it's kind of like a sliding doors kind of thing um but uh but yeah i really liked it too oh thank you for saving me then (laughs) yeah i did no i really liked it it was good (laughs) and then the next one um that i recommended to so many people because you know i am the same as reese witherspoon was Next Year in Havana by Chanel Clayton. And again, it was one that I just keep going back to and thinking about. And that's another thing where I, if I keep going back in my head to scenes in the book, to places in the book, that to me is something why I keep, where it keeps coming up and I want to recommend it to people. And that, of course, is a dual timeline historical women's fiction uh, between Cuba and current day America, or it, current day American who goes back to visit Cuba and of course that was a Reese Witherspoon pick and Chanel was on the podcast so oh, yeah I, now that book has a stunning cover it is gorgeous mm-hmm. and did you and see the next one yes yeah. yes I have and I haven't I have not read it which is crazy because I've read almost every single Reese Witherspoon pick um, oh. but I haven't I haven't read that one and I'm I know someone who know who's really good friends with her and they live they write together a lot so I need to I need to read it I have it but I just haven't read it yet you'll like it you'll like it it's just the good 
kind of good historical women's fiction. And then, oh, so speaking of which, the next one I have was Island of Sweet Pies and Soldiers by Sarah Ackerman. And again, um, this was historical women's fiction set in World War II, but the twist for this one, which is why I recommend it to a lot of people, was it's set in Hawaii. So it's World War II, it has like things, but it's not like, I think the rest of the World War II women's fictions are set in Europe Mm -hmm. or maybe in America, not maybe in other parts of America. I haven't seen any other that are set in World War II or in Hawaii that deal with Japanese internment issues, that deal with Pearl Harbor, you know, Japanese invasion. And um, this one is just, it's it's not super heavy in that there's there's some quirkiness to it that I really, really, really enjoyed. And again, recommended that one to a lot of my friends. I had some, my neighbors went, um, to Hawaii. I know someone else who moved to Hawaii, so I was like, hey, read this book. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even heard of it before. I just wrote it down yeah. so I could look it up. Um, yeah, I have to say, when you brought up Japanese internment camps, I really didn't think you were going to say it was humorous and lighthearted. I mean, that, sounds, <laughs> that seemed well, pretty heavy. <laughs> it is. And I mean, it's 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 a well bound. I mean, it's okay. not like, ha ha, someone's being sent to Japanese internment camp. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> We're dealing with these issues, but this is also like some quirky sides of life of having like the Marines in our town. And you know, it's like a, right. You know, it feels like a very old fashioned kind of book in that way. And that it can kind of handle a lot of different, um, a little well, bit of romance, a little bit of family drama, a little bit of mystery. You know, it has like a lot of different threads that can run through. And the best books are the ones that make you laugh and cry, I think. Yes. I like to have that whole spectrum of emotions when I'm reading. Yes. So, um, well, okay, so good. This, so the quirkiness aspect of this one is something I think you would also enjoy. It has to do with a, a, an animal. Oh, okay. A lion, in fact. Wow. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm putting an asterisk by it. I wrote it you, down. You yeah. enjoy the animals, and so that's that's the, the part that really brings, like, this extra... You're like, there's a lion? And they, they explain it in the book why there's... The lion is, like, a mascot for the marine unit that's stationed there. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of becomes a symbol for the the soldiers, and it's, it's just really sweet. How great um, is that? And then another book, this one was straight up rom-com, and it was, I had this writing duo on my podcast, Christina and Lauren, and I teased them because they had like 16 books out this year, and they objected to me teasing them, and they were like, no, no, it's only five, but... There are two of them, though. I know, I know. So there were a lot to choose from, from Christina Lauren, but, and everyone's got a favorite, my favorite this year was Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating. It was... Um, I totally me, read that. <laughs> it made me laugh and cry. And I recommended it to a bunch of people, including a lot of people who really love K-pop, which I don't know. <laughs> I think I might have told you about it. Because you of did. Too. <laughs> you did. Because, yeah, like we said, my son lives in Korea. And I think when we were in Denver at RWA, you said, oh, you have to read it because it hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Um, and as soon as you told me that, I asked my editor for an arc because I was like, I have to read this because the hero's Korean. The hero's and, Korean and yeah. his parents are Korean and they talk a lot about Korean food. And I was like, well, sure. If you like yeah. Korean food, read this Christina Lauren book. I 
did. I totally read it, and then I went to Korea and had a bunch of the food. Um, so I really like that book. I love Christina Lauren. My favorite read of theirs this year was Love and Other Words. I loved that book. Which I have heard so many people recommend, and it was just like, again, unless you were not reading anything else but Christina Lauren books. I know. Get to right, but I mean, you will cry your face off when you read Love and Other Words, so, so I just need to be, be prepared. A, I need to be prepared for that. Okay. Right. So, and then the one of my number five, if I don't count Accidental Beauty Queen, or number six, would be The Phantom Tree by Nicola Cornick. And um, that one came out, I think this August or September. Again, I had an arc. I'm not really sure. I've talked about it on the podcast. I've talked about it with a bunch of people. It is dual timeline, time travel, historical mystery with a couple of romance subplots. So, of course, I love it because it blends like six genres together. Um, But it was really good. And I'm really looking forward to her next book, which I just got the arc for. But I don't have the title of right now. Sorry, I'll have to look it up. So that is my list. But that actually kind of brings me into because I wanted to kind of talk about the... I I wanted to talk about the books I'm looking forward to in 2019. Mm -hmm. But then I realized some of them are all... I'm looking at my list right now. Some of them are all just kind of more books from the same authors we've talked about. So Chanel Clayton has a new book coming out, this uh, the next Cuba book. Uh-huh. Taylor Jenkins Reid has a new book coming out. Have you seen this one? Since um, you're a no, I have not. Daisy Jones and the Six. And I, oh, I have seen that one. It looks like it has a music theme. I haven't read yes. the blurb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the arc for that too, and I haven't read it yet. That's going to be, I think, a January read after I get done with all these Christmas books. <laughs> Sarah Ackerman has another historical Hawaiian fiction. Sally Thorne has a new book coming out. That's the one I have like written down and circled 10 times. When you said, what am I looking for? I was like, well, I know Sally Thorne, 99% mine is on my list because I, yeah, I cannot wait to read that. No, do you have an ARC? Oh my God, you lucky thing. (laughs) No, I've pre-ordered it, but I don't have an ARC. Just, I cannot wait to talk to people about this because I feel like, again, She's a game changer, and I don't. As and and as a writer, I'm trying to like pick it apart and be like, how is she doing this? <laughs> oh well, you know, I almost feel sorry for her because you know the first one was so great. I was like, how is she going to follow up with that? But I know it's going to be good. I just know it is because the first one was was just so well written. It has to be. Talk about. I did cry on this one, but see, here's the deal, and this is why I need to talk to people about it after you've read it because I cried. But I was sick in bed. So to the extent that perhaps my emotional state was not a normal emotional state for me, I'm like, I'm not really, I don't want to tell people this book will make you cry because, again, like I was sick and exhausted. Um, So I I need other people to read 99% Mine by Sally Thorne. I will totally do it. I will read it and you can even invite me on here and we can like pick it apart because I can't wait. (laughs) And then the other book I cannot wait for other people to read is Julia Kelly's The Light Over London. (gasps) I have it and I haven't got a chance to read it yet, but that is going to be my Christmas holidays book because I can't, I mean, I I have to read it before 
and before everyone else does. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, I don't want to wait till it comes out because I want to make sure that I can be talking about it, you know, and tell people all about it, you know, when it comes out so I can help with her release. But um, it's so, I know it's going to be amazing. It's, it's the hardest thing to not talk to people about it. I actually had her, she's going to be on the podcast again um, the week that it, comes out but we we already recorded it and it was all like all I could do would be like but I <laughs> I really need to record these things with people after the book has come out and give people like two months to read it and then we'll, then we'll have the author on and we'll just share all the spoilers and everything because <laughs> it's so hard not to talk about spoilers and oh my god I love that twist or you know that thing and I don't know. How, how, how should I do that? I don't, like have a spoiler podcast alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then I, then I don't know. I don't know what else is coming out in 2019. It'll just well, be... Well, Lauren Lane's Central Park Pack, her first women's fiction trade paperback, comes out in May. But that's the one I'm reading right now. I that's mean, I just started really it yesterday. really cute girly cover right yes it's so cute and this is not getting anything away because I'm only two chapters into it and it literally happens on the first page but it's about um, three the series is about three women who find out well that they've all been dating the same man except one of them is actually married to him and they they all find out when they all show up at his funeral when he dies <sighs> Ooh. Yes, and she has such great humor and banter in her books, and they're all very, you know, New York Is that City. Funny? I don't no, know. That's why, well, that's why I'm throwing that out there so people don't think it's like super heavy, because, um, you know, it's she. She definitely has a trademark sense of humor, but her books are all also they're all set in Manhattan, and they are all kind of glamorous. So it's just such a fun read. I love her books. So it'll be amazing. fun. I think that she's going to reach a whole new audience with you know her first paperback so but that's in may that'll be fun to watch mm -hmm. and then after that we'll be headed to um new york are you going in rwa nationals this year next year yes remember you and i submitted a workshop together so we'll both <laughs> so hopefully we'll both be there well we don't know if it got picked yet but we yes i yet. will be there i will if be there if it doesn't get picked up we won't go is that what we're doing <laughs> We're going to boycott it. No, because uh, we have to be in New York, and we have to be all glamorous and, and fun. It'll well, you great. know I do, apparently. So, yeah. Yes. But, um, no, I'm for sure going. I'll be there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we'll pick up new books, and then we'll, have, we'll talk about them this time next year. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing about all this, and, and good luck on... A crazy, crazy December, but it, it really could not have happened to a nicer, more talented author than you, Thank Terry. you so much. Thank you. And maybe we will do this again in 2019. Who knows? I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Okay. Thank you.